We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Start for the win. It's good. Krzyzewski takes flight as SGA plays through the contact, banks it in on the foul. What is up and welcome to the uncontested post-game podcast edition. I'm your host tonight, Jacob Niffin, as the Thunder beat the Denver Nuggets 112-101 in their preseason opener up in beautiful Denver, Colorado. We're probably part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and DailyThunder.com. If you haven't yet, make sure to check out Daily Thunder's Twitter feed as the uncontested is featured on the cross bolts all week this week. I think the first one up today was Brandon Rabar and I discussing who is the thunders uh, breakout candidate of the year. That was really fun. We're going to have cross bolt videos dropping every day this week, featuring uncontested guests, really fun crossover stuff with daily thunder. So go check that out. If you don't already be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts at, leave us a five-star rating. If you do, Leave that five-star rating. Take a screenshot of that bad boy. DM it to us on socials so I can mail you some free uncontested stickers. You can find us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and TikTok. We've also got these new uncontested hats in. I just mailed out, I think, 10 of them today. So I'm running a little low. If you want one, hit me up. Get in the DMs on any of the uncontested socials on my personal Twitter, at Jacob Niffin. I will definitely hook you up with a hat. We'll get you set up. We'd love for more people to be rocking these uncontested hats. Very excited. What a game, guys. 112-101 in our first game back in the 2022-2023 NBA season for the OKC Thunder. It was great to see the boys, see them out there playing some hoops. The interaction on social media tonight for the game was awesome. We've got a ton of people in the in the live stream tonight, which is also awesome, especially at 11 p.m. local time. I asked for Twitter questions, uh, obviously on Twitter. Also, if you guys have questions here in the chat, there's a lot of people in here. Drop them in the chat. I will answer all any and all questions at the end of the show. I promise I cannot wait to chat with you guys, see what you think about tonight's game. So drop your comments, uh, your your thoughts, your questions, your complaints in the chat here or on Twitter, and I will get to them, I promise. So let's break down this Oklahoma City Thunder 112-101 win over the Denver Nuggets. Some big takeaways from tonight that we need to touch on. 
I've got four of them. Number one, to, for me, arguably the biggest takeaway, the, the thing that I had hoped about, I had dreamed about, I had I crossed my fingers and my toes that night that it will happen. Alexei Pokashevsky with the start at power forward for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Woo boy. My flag. I guys, I've owned the property on Poku Island. I've got beachfront property. Everybody's been moving off the island. I've been enjoying the view. Paddle those boats back out, baby. The island is repopulating itself. Here we are. So Poku gets the start. My takeaway number two, the Thunder defense. It pops. Very impressed by some of the defensive stuff tonight. It wasn't perfect. Fouling, uh, some missed rotations and stuff. We're going to talk about the defense, though. We have to. Number three, the offense. And the amount of mouths they have to feed offensively. There were a lot of guys doing a lot of stuff tonight. And you didn't have Shea. You didn't have Lou. You didn't have... Mike Muscala, you don't have Chet Holmgren out there. The offense is going to be interesting. We're going to dive into that. And then my fourth big takeaway, tad bit worried about Darius Baisley, folks. If you've listened to this podcast, you know kind of how I feel about Bays. You know, I would I would love for Bays to really like show out and prove that he is like a starter in this league. After tonight, I'm moving the worry meter up a little bit. We're we're climbing the DEFCON scale. I don't know what is is it. Do you want to be high like DEFCON 5 or 4? Is that good? Like like you're not worried or is DEFCON 1 not worried? I think DEFCON 1 is where you're like, uh-oh, they're about to launch the nukes. Uh, if that's the case, I'm like at DEFCON 1, DEFCON 2 with Darius Baisley. So we're going to dive into some big takeaways. First, though, we got to go through the step-by-step game summary. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So tonight, your starting lineup which we did not find out until the Denver PA guy announced it. I, I kept scrolling Twitter. I was like, who's going to drop this starting lineup? Is uh, you know, is it going to be our own Nick Crane? Is Does Joe Masato have it? Uh, who's going to post it? We found out whenever the broadcast told us. And that starting lineup was Josh Giddy, Trey Mann, Kenrich Williams, Poku, and JRE. Lou Dort scratched this this afternoon. I think it was right afternoon, like around 1 o'clock. Thunder PR comes out that Lou has a concussion. We probably won't see him this week, which kind of sucks. But your starters, Josh Trey, Kenrich, Poku, and Jeremiah Robinson Earl. They start the game looking pretty nice. 
J-Dub is your first sub off the bench. I believe he came in for Josh Giddy. I think that is correct. Uh, and the Thunder just start off offensively very hot. They they outscored Denver 30-21 to at the end of the first quarter. Just looked really good. Uh, second quarter starts. They're cycling more and more guys in. Um, Amen can confirm using Google. The DEFCON 1 is the highest level of danger. Code red. Ring the alarm. Okay, that's where I'm at on Baisley, just so we're just so we're clear. Second quarter starts. They're subbing in more and more guys. We eventually got a full bench lineup, which featured, I believe it was J Dub, Usman Jang, Darius Baisley, Aaron Wiggins. I know it was those four. And I think Lindy Waters was the fifth because it was an all bench lineup. I think that is correct. Uh, which was pretty interesting. You had Baisley in there guarding DeAndre Jordan. Bit of a size mismatch, folks. Um, but an, an interesting lineup, nonetheless. They had uh, two rooks out there in J-Dub and Usman Jang. Quick note on Usman Jang. I'll touch on this again in a second. For a 6'11", like 220 pounds, the guy is very fluid. It's not like rigid, like big man, kind of running awkward. Like he is... He looks kind of like a guard out there. He he has he's a very fluid athlete. Anyways, that that second full second line unit comes out there. Uh, second quarter doesn't go as well. The roles get reversed, where the Thunder get outscored by like ten or eleven. They go into half down fifty one to fifty two. We come back out after halftime. Halftime was a real treat. Uh, I know we have some uh, some Kiwis, some Aussies watching the live stream or listening to the podcast here. During the halftime show on the Thunder app, they showed like a little promo video of some of the guys doing some community outreach where they were at a local Love's gas station handing out gift cards for gas, $25 gift cards. <laughs> Someone in our Twitter mentions tonight said $25 isn't enough to justify those patches on the jersey. I got a good laugh at that. I forgot who that was, but shout out to you. But I found it hilarious that Josh went to give somebody a gift card and said, here's your petrol card, which if you're from Oklahoma or from the States, like nobody says petrol. They just say gas or gasoline. Uh, and the guy looked at Josh like he was a crazy person. And I just found it immensely amusing. Uh, God bless Josh Giddy and his Australianness. Uh, it was incredible. I really enjoyed it. After halftime, the Nuggets... Pretty much set, sit all their starters. Uh, we don't. I, we might have saw. I can't remember which of the starters we saw. I know Jokic didn't play the second half. I don't think Jamal Murray played the second half. I can't remember if Michael Porter Jr. was out there or not. We got a lot of Bones Highland uh, in the second half for the Nuggets. Uh, but the second half became the Josh Giddy show. Just looked like a madman. He hit this disgusting step back three that. We have watched him hit like a million times in pickup run and YouTube videos this summer. If you're a degenerate and watching the YouTube pickup runs like I have. Sorry, guys. Got to hydrate. Solo potting is a lot of talking on your own. Um, Josh hit that step back. Then he hit a transition pull up three. And uh, we all started to pray at the altar of Chip England right after that happened. Uh, Josh... Didn't get the triple-double. Um, am I greedy and wanted a triple-double in the first preseason game? Hell yes. Josh misses it by an assist. He had a few opportunities there in the third quarter. Guys just missed shots. Um, Thunder put up 39 points 
in the third quarter. Very impressive. We go to the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter was interesting. They start the fourth quarter. Two rookies, J-Dub and Oos. Two two-way players in Oma Yuri and Lindy Waters and Darius Baisley. That says something to me. We'll dive into that in the analysis in a second. Um, Jay Will got his first burn in the second half, played a lot in the fourth quarter. And they, this game got a bit tight with about five minutes left. I think we got down to like a four or five point game. And from that point on, every possession was the ball in J-Dub's hand at the top of the key, operating out of a pick and roll. It didn't go perfect. He had some bad plays, a, a missed kind of awkward he drove and picked the ball up and did a little bit of like a, a post-up shake and a fadeaway. Uh, he had a couple of turnovers, but also a couple of beautiful plays. He had a crossover and blew by his guy and got to the rim. He had a really nice, came off a little rub screen from Lindy, took a step in and threw like this, this hook pass over his head back to a popping Lindy for three. Uh, some good things from, from J-Dub. They really wanted him to run the offense there in crunch time, which I thought was really fascinating. The Thunder closed the game strong pull out the 112-101 win. So that's kind of your your step-by-step game summary breakdown, which now leads me into some analysis. Uh, I really want to dive in. We're all super excited Thunder Basketball is back. We're stoked that we got to watch this team play, see what they looked like. We've been fiending for it for a long time now. Here's the thing. It's one preseason game. There are some things that we saw tonight that aren't true. Some things we saw tonight that are true. On this show right now during my analysis portion, I want to talk about what was real and what is fake. What can we take away and what is too small a sample size? It's one stupid preseason game that we shouldn't take away. So kind of revisiting some of my major points, um, my takeaways from earlier first one is poku starting i think this is something that we need to read into i've talked about it i I mentioned that i really wanted this if you've listened to the past few uncontested episodes you know that we've been talking about coach dagnault's comments on alexei pokushevsky at practice mentioning poku looks bigger especially uh, in his legs he looks stronger trying to play more efficiently and be a connector has looked good on defense. And my eyebrows raised a little bit at those comments from coach. Uh, A lot of open praise for Poku when we really haven't heard that from many people in the organization that raised my eyebrows. Couple that with not a lot of Baisley talk. I think a lot of us felt like Darius Baisley would just be the de facto starter for this team at the four. Uh, with Chet out. we I think a lot of us thought it would be Baisley and JRE. Poku gets the start tonight. I think if Lou Dort was healthy, Lou obviously would have started tonight. Tonight felt like these are the, this, our starters tonight are the starters that we've deemed so far out of training camp. And we still have a lot of camp and, and preseason to go. I read something into that though. It's just a little bit, but I wonder if Poku is going to be your regular season starter, if it's going to be Poku JRE in that front court, um, just the comments, the play tonight, a lot of the stuff, Poku wasn't sexy tonight at all. 
Like the dude finished with, I got his stats right here, five points, six rebounds, two assists, steal, block, three turnovers. The important things to me for Poku tonight, two of four from the field, one of two from the three-point line, two fouls, and plus six in the plus minus. He limited the mistakes. Some of the turnovers were ugly, yes. He didn't rack up a lot of them. He was playing, like, bringing the ball up the court a lot and stuff, too. Very interesting stuff. It's so hard to read into starting lineups in, in preseason. Like, I would imagine one of the next two games, they have a back-to-back Wednesday, Thursday, that, like, Josh and and JRE and guys won't play in one of those two games. I'm interested if we see these quote-unquote starters again, if Poku is the guy once more. If he is, I think you can read a lot into that. Uh, so one thing I think that is true that we can read into tonight, Poku starting. Another thing we can read into tonight and take something away from is the Thunder defense. Especially that first half defense, I thought absolutely swarming. You could really see the size the length, the wingspan, very impressive. The Thunder switched nearly everything. They played this kind of suffocating, blitzing defense in the first half, meeting guys at the rim constantly. I can't tell you like how many times in the first half uh, Denver would move the ball, attack the basket, and there would be two or three Thunder guys crashing in defensively and getting up to contest uh, like a layup. They're running out to shooters, running guys off the line, the rotations on the backside were very frantic, and I mean frantic in a good way. Um, Eamon in the chat says Trey was really engaged on defense. I really felt that he drew a charge. Uh, he stripped a guy on like a alley oop attempt. Uh, he was he tried to be physical. I thought Trey was very engaged defensively. I thought Poku was very engaged defensively. I was just really impressed the the length and the size. Like Josh Giddy is six foot eight. You could really feel his size defensively tonight. Poku's wingspan didn't get a lot of blocks. I mentioned just one, but like his verticalness, his running guys, like he charges out to the three-point line. I hope he starts to use like more choppy steps when he gets out there to contest a shot. But ran guys off the three-point line, forced um, the ball to swing, which gave the Thunder defense time to catch back up. They were just very aggressive. And in the post-game Press conference, uh, the, the post game, like right after the game, Nick Gallo interviews one guy. He had J Dub tonight. J Dub said that their mindset coming out was be the puncher, don't get punched. You come out swinging. I felt like they did that. The defense was very aggressive. And honestly, guys, it made me miss Chet even more because if Chet was out there cleaning up all that stuff after the frantic, chaotic defense on the perimeter. I mean, that defensive performance would have been erotic. Super exciting. That was no Lou Dort tonight. I, I was very impressed by the defense. I think there's something we can take away from that. I think this is the style of defense they're going to play. They're going to use their strengths to their advantage, which is their length, their height, um, their ability to switch. Now, in the second half, they played some more drop coverage when Jay Will was out there. Jay Will just doesn't really have the foot speed to switch out and to be super aggressive, so he drops a lot. 
but whenever they had Poku at center, JRE at center, Baisley at center, whoever, lots of trapping, lots of, of switching, uh, very impressive stuff. I think the defense is something we can really take something away from there. Like that wasn't a, oh, it's just a one preseason game. Like that's their, their ethos defensively. Thought that was really important. Um, my next takeaway, my next piece of analysis, Trey Man freaking eight. This dude, man, you want to talk about aggression? He came out and he said, "F everything. This is my time to shine." I was so impressed by Trey tonight. Uh, what was it? Last night on the uncontested, we did our five big things we were looking forward to. In preseason, one of them was, is the Trey Mann hype real? It's just one game. Trey struggled in summer league, had a good game tonight. So I don't know if this is something that we can take away. Trey being honestly freaking awesome tonight. But I still think it's something of note. He looked super aggressive. Um, it was really fun. I'll touch more on Trey in a second. But but this is feeding into my, my takeaway that there's a lot of mouths to feed. Trey, 11 shots. Very aggressive. Josh Giddy, 11 shots, 9 assists. Kind of needs the ball in his hand to set guys up. Uh, that's another mouth you have to feed. J-Dub playing a lot of backup point guard tonight. I don't know if that's something we're going to see. I've talked a lot about how I think J-Dub is more of a wing. Tonight, we saw him more in a ball handling duty. I thought that was fascinating. I don't know if that's a product of Lou and Shea being out, and so he was just forced into that role. And whenever the team is fully healthy, he'll play more off-ball or not. But I thought it was interesting, and J-Dub showed me tonight. Again, dude just makes really smart plays. Another mouth that you need to feed. Um, A pretty even shot distribution just across the floor. For reference, JRE, nine field goal attempts. Kenrich Williams, seven. Poku, four. Trey and Giddy, 11 apiece. Baisley, nine. You might want to see that number come down. Lindy Waters, four. Uh, Jay Will, two. Jay Dub, eight. Jang, six. Wiggins. I didn't even talk about Aaron Wiggins yet, who went four of freaking four from the three-point line and really snapped tonight. And this is all without Lou. Without Shea, without Mike Muscala, without Chet, there's a lot of mouths to feed offensively, guys. And there's a lot of guys that have legitimate upside on this team. And that made tonight really fun because even in the doldrum, everyone from the bench is playing in the final five minutes of the fourth, it was still important guys to this Thunder team because they have so many dudes right now. It's going to be really interesting to see how the pecking order sorts itself out as we go throughout the rest of preseason, and especially once they get Shea Gilgis-Alexander back. Usman, uh, one of six tonight. This is something I don't think we can buy into. Don't read a bunch into Usman going one of six. I mentioned that he looks like a really fluid athlete for his size. It's one game. Same thing with Josh Giddy. Two of two from three tonight. Oh, Chad England working his magic, baby. It was awesome. Don't know if there's a lot we can buy into two shots in a preseason game, folks. We need a much bigger sample size. 
So again, these are things. What can we buy into? What can we not? Last one, I think we kind of have to take note of. Darius Baisley did not look good, especially offensively. When you watch the offensive game that Baisley put together tonight versus the offensive game that Poku put together tonight, I'm not saying Poku was a star. He was nothing close to it. He was a role player. But the stuff Poku did was so much better than what Baisley put together tonight. Darius Baisley tonight, 19 minutes, 3 of 9 from the field, 2 turnovers. Uh, He had 8 points. He was a plus 8. He was 0 of 3 from 3, 2 of 5 from the free throw line. A lot of ugly stuff from Baisley. He would rebound the ball and like push and transition and just like make bad decisions. He had he caught a little pass from Giddy uh just below the free throw line and tried this like righty floater from like 10 feet out that fell like two feet short. The very next play, he had a three-pointer wide open catch and shoot that he airballed. He had some plays where he would catch the the ball off a really good pass on the wing and have an open three and like hesitate. And he wants to to make a dribble move. He drove to the rim multiple times and drew some fouls, but it's like he would drive and like mid drive. You just knew he didn't know what he was going to do. And he almost didn't even look at the rim and just kind of flips the ball up. Um, Very uninspired by Baisley tonight. Um, the decision-making on offense just isn't there. We've talked a lot about the Thunder having a lot of guys who can make quick decisions with the basketball. J-Dub, Usman tonight, Josh Giddy. I think Trey Mann did a good job. Even J-Will, I thought, had some really nice passes. Baisley just doesn't have it, man. And that makes me worried for his long-term future with this team. Like, this is a contract year. After this season, he is a free agent. I don't know if he's going to finish the season on this team. I don't know if he makes it to Christmas on this team, honestly. Um, The Thunder have to get rid of some guys in training camp. I don't know. Like, I think he'll make it out of training camp and he'll have a a roster spot. But these next few preseason games are important for him because he did not look like a good fit tonight at all. And I thought it was really telling. Maybe I'm reading too much into this. I just thought it was really telling that the start of the fourth quarter featured two rookies who needed experience, two two-way guys who needed experience, and Darius Baisley. Makes me a little worried for the guy. Poku looked a lot better tonight, to be honest. Um, we'll see how the rest of preseason plays out. It's only one game. Who knows? So that kind of concludes my my analysis. I want to dive into your guys' questions. Uh, the chat here on YouTube is popping. You guys, if you have any more questions on YouTube, get those in right now. As I am going to the YouTube machine, and I am going to answer all of your questions from there. Or not the YouTube machine, the Twitter machine. I'm going to answer all your questions from there first, and then we are going to flip over and uh, do all the YouTube questions as well. I want to get everybody in tonight for our first post-season or post-game preseason. Okay, first question on Twitter comes from six sixth Av. 
says, should Baisley take a minute loss for some of the new guys to get time? I think so. I think when you want to get Usman minutes, when you want to get J-Dub some minutes, um, one great place to loot those minutes from right now is Baisley because he's not earning minutes. He doesn't look good. Uh, I think that is a great point, uh, 6-6th Av. From Dakota, at Dakota Anschlesen. 11? I probably messed that up. What do you think of J-Dub? He tagged J-Dub in the tweet. J-Dub was awesome, man. Final stats for J-Dub tonight. Team best plus 15. He had 10 points on 4 of 8 shooting. He was 0 of 2 from 3, 2 of 4 from the free throw line, but ended with 5 assists, a rebound, and a steal. The eyesore is the 5 turnovers. This is an experience uh, for him. Uh, Great learning experience. The 5 turnovers are ugly. The O of two from three is ugly, but I thought he just, he makes smart plays, man. Like he had the ball, like got like popped up in the air and he had like a, a tip it to keep it alive, but tipped it to a wide open Aaron Wiggins for a three. Um, just some really impressive. He had some nice passes, uh, really gets downhill. Well, whenever he was playing with Josh, he played off ball really well and cut uh, really good stuff from J dub. You guys know how I feel about him. He's awesome. Um, Thunder Up David, Hustle on D, says, what aspect of the rookie stood out to you the most? He says, to me, Jay Will very much felt like a, a connector, and J-Dub had an ISO play that dropped my jaw. Yeah, things that stood out to me tonight is just J-Dub's, um, I don't know what word I want to use here, his readiness, maybe. He looks like he's ready to go. Uh, he was even getting some love from some national guys tonight. So impressed by J-Dub and just, how ready he seems. Uh, Jay Will's passing popped a little bit tonight. Also his drop defense, uh, which didn't fit with what the team wants to do. I think uh, that popped to me like negatively. And then Usman, I mentioned it, just the fluidity of the athlete at 6'11", 220. You shouldn't be able to move like a guard like he does. You can definitely see the the tools that the Thunder see in him. That's really what popped for me for the rookies. Uh, Ghost of Frederick Douglas, I love the account name, uh, at Sea Green Monkeys. He says, immediate overreaction. How far from playing in a playing game do you think we are? That one's hard because I didn't get to watch Shea play. I didn't get to watch Lou play. If I had to bet right now, the Thunder will have a better record than the Spurs, the Jazz, the Rockets. That's 15, 14, 13. So they'll end 12th in the West. You have to be at 10th to be in a play-in spot. But I reserve right to change my comment after I see what this team looks like with Shea and Lou on the court. So, um, okay, let's hit some of the YouTube comments real quick. I'm going to go through all of them. Albert says, Thunder up. Um, Justin Perryman, preseason wins are the best wins. I don't know about that. Playoff ones are pretty fun. Uh, Amen says, the tank is officially done. It's over, baby. They're done tanking. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Justin also says this team looked hungry. They just looked aggressive. Like J-Dub said, they came out swinging. Uh, Giddy wants this away from the triple-double. Doesn't play the entire fourth. I get it's preseason, but you have to let him have a chance. Maybe one of my bets on this coming Sunday's podcast is Josh 15-plus triple-doubles this season. It just looks so natural for him, man. So natural. Meek Leak. Bays was an oof. Made a couple of his classic boneheaded moves. He's just a low basketball IQ player. 
couldn't agree more with that. Danny says, my takeaway one, uh, no one hit 20 points, but five double figures on a team that scores 112. Danny, maybe we won't be the 30th team in the league, bottom dead last in offense this season. I like it. Um, we have basically has not progressed enough to start and maybe a bust for the pick that was used for him. Uh, I'm starting to lean that way, man. Carrie Cicero, my guy Carrie, says, I'm not even worried about Bays. There's way too many players to be excited about to be worried about him. Hey, something's got to give, right? You're not going to have a 15-man rotation. Uh, Meek Leak says, proven in this game, JR can shoot threes. I agree. Um, Andrew says, every player met or exceeded expectations tonight. Great start. Can't wait to continue to see the guys grow. Andrew, that's maybe my favorite thing of a young team is we see growth over time. I am so excited to see what this team, what guys like J-Dub and Oos and Trey look like at Christmas versus now because we're not going to see game-by-game game growth, but these longer swaths of the season, we're going to see these guys progress, and that's really, really exciting. Albert says Trey is buff. He looks bigger on the court. Nobody can deny that. I tweeted at the Thunder official Thunder account tonight. I said, Whenever the regular season starts, you got to get my man, Trey Mann, on the flex cam, show off those guns. Uh, Jacob, I could feel Josh's size on D and think the the Matt adding Chet would be erotic. This man's search history got to be holy cannoli. I love it. Um, Meek says Trey has been hot and cold, but if he warms up over time, he will be great. I thought he looked awesome tonight, 50% from three. Uh, I, I missed it earlier. But the last thing on my outline was my player of the game. Trey Mann looked awesome. I loved it. I can't wait to see more. Um, are we too deep to be a bottom five regular season team this year? That's interesting. I think they're going to be better than three West teams. Will they be better than Orlando? Will they be better than Detroit? Sneaky tank team. Will they be better than uh, the Charlotte Hornets? Interesting. I don't know. Um, Hustle on D says he loves Josh Giddy's shot on those two threes. He was aggressive and confident. I like that. Um, Justin Perryman. There are 1,063,953 drink combinations at Sonic. How many possible rotations can Mark Dagnall run next season? That is... Is that on like Google, Justin? Because that's an incredible stat. Um, somebody should be able to order all of those and then get like free Sonic drinks for life. He's going to run a lot of lineups. It's just going to happen. Uh, when you look at all the other guys, you can tell Baisley's the odd man out. Uh, I kind of agree with that as well. As far as like basketball feel. Y'all, this is a lot of talking for a post-game pod. Holy cannoli. Uh, Big Mike NZ says, give Jang all the Baisley minutes. Eamon says a bit of last year Bay's issues that he was having tonight. Yeah, I would I would agree. Any changes you see to preseason minutes predictions? I'm putting Poku's minutes up and Baisley's minutes down. That's what I see right now. Caden says, what's up, Jacob? Felt like JRE looked good overall. Once his shot starts to fall, look out. Uh, I love it, Caden. JRE, four of nine from the floor tonight. Worried about the 0 of 4 from 3. Not much to read into. One game. Uh, he only had three rebounds, but 
he just has to be a big body guarding a guy like Jokic, and I think he did that. He's a good connecting piece, play finisher type guy. Um, I think this is a big year for him to really prove that he can play uh, and maybe start next to like a Chet next season. Danny says, is Hog J a project? Uh, I like Hog J. That's fun. J will. A little bit. Um, I think he's going to get a lot of G League minutes this season. That's what I would expect. Fernando says, am I reading too much on the rookies not being intimidated by the NBA game? Not too much. I mean, J-Dub is an older guy. He was a junior. That doesn't surprise me too much. Usman played in a professional league overseas. I think that prepped him for NBA ball as well. I'm not super surprised by that. Big Mike says, do you think Jang will spend any time in the G League? He's been getting better and better and would be the first OKC lottery pick in ages to do so. He'll get some time. I'm now starting to question uh, if they'll try to carve him out more. I thought he looked really good defensively tonight. If they'll try to carve him out more NBA minutes and not keep him on the G League. Joshua says, David Nawaba got minutes as well. Kind of surprised. Josh, I was very surprised by that. The only Houston guy in that trade that is with OKC right now, and he got minutes. Woo, my throat's getting sore. Chugging this water. I was surprised David Nwaba got minutes. Um, I thought all the Houston guys would get cut. Maybe Nwaba does. Interesting, they played him. I just I find that fascinating. Uh, if Josh gets triple doubles, even with SGA playing, it's a wrap all-star. Again, it might be 15-plus this season. He looks good. Um, Baze was the 23rd, 24th pick. Could we stop getting worried about him? It's not like he was a lottery pick. I think that's fair, but a lot of people had high hopes. Um, you want all your first-rounders to pan out. Uh, you can just never bat 1,000% on those. Um, Justin, from his comment earlier, predicts 82 lineups. Um, the big sexy Poku was hot tonight, says Fadeaway NBA. Love it. He was hot tonight. Folks, I think that's going to do it for my post game. I was supposed to keep it at 30 minutes. I'm at 36 minutes. I broke the rules. Nick, Taylor, Justin, JD, call me are. They might kick me off the podcast. You'll never hear from me again. So let's get out of here. I don't have any uh, post game music. So we're playing the main pod outro music. We'll be back Wednesday night. My guy Taylor has the post game after the Thunder take on the Mavericks up in Tulsa. Thursday night, the Thunder are home playing the Adelaide 36ers, Josh's old team, who beat the Phoenix Suns. Justin will be with you for that one. Super excited for that. And then Sunday, we have a post game podcast. Plus, we will be doing our annual NBA and Thunder bets. Get in the DMs, tweet at us, uh, drop us a line wherever. Give us some ideas for bets payoffs because we always do food. And that's kind of boring. So we need bet payoffs idea. Send them over. We'd love to get them. Before I let you guys go, make sure, drop that five-star rating wherever you listen to your pods so I can send you uncontested stickers. All you got to do is screenshot your five-star, DM it to us. Also, I've got the uncontested hat on right now. It is super comfy. It is beautiful. If you want one, get in the DMs on any of our social channels or for me personally, I'll hook you up. We'll uh, we'll negotiate out a price. 
um, figure out a way to pay. I will mail you out one. Uh, I'm limited, so if you want one, you got to get in quick. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thunder Basketball is back, baby. We'll be with you again in two nights. Until then, and as always, Thunder up. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.